0: I was just saying to Sarah, I was like, how much do I talk about this guest, Stephanie? Oh
1: Gale. my gosh, all the time. And it I, I'm so excited that we get to do this today because, um, well, first of all, we have a lot of questions, but second... I'm I'm always going to Tez and being like, how do I do this? Or how do I manifest that? Or how you know how is this? Why? And she's like, you know, she has, she's like, hold on, let me pull up my notes, you know, and she has like <laughs> notes on her phone. And I'm like, I, I love it. Okay. And then she sent me um this guest that we're having on today. She sent me this guest podcast. And so I was listening to that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes. I was like, Stephanie Keith is my guru. She's my guru.
0: Whenever yep. I get stuck, I reach <laughs> out to her, the Law of Attraction
1: Tribe podcast. Um, uh, but yes, let's do our little intro. Okay, great. Before I do our intro, I'm just going to tell you that I'm currently potty training my daughter. And what happened just a couple of seconds ago <laughs> is that <laughs> is that she um, pees in her potty, like her kid's potty out in the living room because I was like running around and so I, I needed a close by. So she peed in her potty, but then she wants to carry it all the way to the bathroom. Sloshing. Oh, it's sloshing. It's <laughs> flying out all over the carpet, all over the floor. And by the time she gets to the toilet, there's like only a little bit of pee left. And she goes to dump it and she dumps it like towards her and all over the toilet seat and the floor. So like oh. maybe one sprinkle. lad. <laughs> so th- I was just cleaning up pee right before I came here. Yeah. Wow. Do you know what? She probably felt very proud. That's an achievement. She was. She was very proud. And I was frantically chasing her like, oh, yes, Wendy, do it. But can I help you a little bit? <laughs> Please. <Okay. laughs> uh, anyway, so welcome, everyone. I am
0: Sarah Wright Olson. I am Teresa Palmer. And you are listening to The Mother Days
1: Podcast. The Mother Days
0: Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? As with all cars, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, Daisies. We have the most exciting guest. When we had a podcast, Sarah and I, we decided, oh, we're doing a podcast. One of the first people that I thought of that we needed Mm -hmm. to interview was our guest today, Stephanie Keith, my guru. She is... (laughs) All the things that make me happy in the world. Uh, she's an incredible mama. She's also just a mum boss. She has so much going on. And I just love her perspective, the way she does life. Um, and she she had a significant pivot in her life. She was having a she was in her nine to five job. Maybe some of you can relate to this. She wasn't feeling inspired. She wasn't feeling happy. And she thought, you know what, I'm going to switch things up and I'm going to follow my true heart's purpose. And I just think her story is completely inspiring and exciting. And we have her today on the show. Welcome,
2: Stephanie Keith. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Oh, it is such an honor to be here. And Teresa, you're making me nervous. You're making me sound like I'm this guru. <laughs> and I swear I'm just like a normal person. Um I am a mom, and Sarah, I'm actually potty training my two and a half year old. So the fact that you're potty training at one and a half, man, like that's amazing. And I could probably take a lot of tips from you because it's not going very good for me so no, far. No, not not at all.
1: I, she's she's just asking for it. So it's the only reason why we're doing that's it. Otherwise, awesome. I would wait until she was like five and be like, "Are you ready?" <laughs>
2: Oh no, but I I'm so honored to be here. I love you guys. I watch you all the time. And Teresa, I cannot tell you how many people like literally every day I have someone that's like, "Oh, I heard about you through Teresa Palmer." <laughs> and so Aww. this morning I had um a coffee chat in in the app and I was like telling them I'm going to be on Teresa Palmer's podcast and they they're all huge fans. So they were like, "Oh, Everyone says hello. (laughs)
0: Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I saw it pop up in my email because I'm a part of the inner tribe of Stephanie Keith's. There's an amazing app. So it's called Manifest It Now app. And it's so beautifully done. And I'm on there and I've been listening to my subliminals and really enjoying just navigating this gorgeous app um so I get these emails from you Stephanie saying oh we're gonna be live in 30 minutes I'll see you for the coffee chat um and I haven't jumped on yet but I'm going to jump on soon I got really excited today because I was like and I will see her on our show today
1: (laughs) oh if you jumped
2: on everyone would be so excited
1: (laughs) I will I'm gonna jump on next time yeah you gotta do that that's so cool um, I would love to jump in here, Stephanie. And for like me, my mom, Debbie, for any of us that like grew up not knowing anything about <laughs> manifesting anything, tell me, tell us. Like, I know Teresa prefaced your story a little bit, but give us a little bit of like what brought you here. Where, where did, how did you land in this space, and how did this whole thing come to life?
2: Yeah, it's been a really long journey, um, so I'm, I try to make it simple for people now so they don't have to wait years to get to where, <laughs> where I got on this journey, but um, I first heard about the Law of Attraction in 2009, um, so like many people did, I read the book The Secret. Um, I was right out of college, just had my first daughter, um, and we were really struggling uh, my husband was laid off from his job, and I was just getting started in my career, and now we had this baby to take care of, and it was just, it was a very um, stressful time where I just kind of felt stuck, you know, you look at your child, and you want to give them everything, and I just didn't know how to do that, you know, mm-hmm. I i felt like um, I, I didn't know how to give her the best life possible and I was missing my mom. I was really homesick because uh, I had moved away. And so she sent me a copy of the book, The Secret. And I knew from the moment I opened the first page that this book was going to change my life. It was like I just had this knowing. like Every atom of my being was just like, yes, like this is the answer you've been looking for. And I read it so fast. I read it like three times and I called up my mom and I was like, I'm going to change my life. And she was like, that's amazing. And we got like all excited. And um, then I was telling my husband about it and he thought I was crazy. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) this doesn't make any sense. And it was driving me crazy because I just wanted him to be as excited as I was. Yes. So I was like, you know what? Like, I am going to manifest our dream home. And then you're going to see, you're going to see that it works, you know? And it was like, I had to prove, you know, to him that it's going to work. And he's just like, whatever. So I told him, you know, just play along, follow my lead, play along. It'll make me happy. We'll have fun with this, but let's just try to manifest our dream home. And he did, he played along and we like got out a sheet of paper and wrote out like everything we wanted and the neighborhood we wanted and everything And um, three months later, we closed on our dream home (gasps) through totally crazy way. It was way out of our budget. Uh, At the time, we needed $30,000 more to be able to afford this house, which at the time, that's what I made in a whole year. (laughs) It was like, it seemed so impossible. And we manifested the money in a really um, unexpected way. And ever since then, he was like, okay, I, I believe you, it worked. And he became a believer and, um, that's really my first experience with it. And it was such a big thing that happened in my life. I mean, my whole life shifted in those three months. I, we moved into the best school district and I got a raise at work that doubled my salary and he was able to go back to school to pursue his career goals So it was like our whole life shifted in such a drastic way. And um, I, you know, from that point on, I was really good at manifesting, you know, raises and bonuses and promotions and things like that. Um, But what happened was on my 30th birthday, I just kind of had, you know, I guess it's kind of like a spiritual awakening, awakening slash, you know, mental breakdown, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. I just looked at the last 10 years of my life. And I was like, wow, you know, I feel like I just gave those years away to this corporation Mm -hmm. that would lay me off in a heartbeat if they needed to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just thought of all these really kind of like dark thoughts. Like, you know, if I were to die and people came to my funeral, like, what would they even say about me? Like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. how am I contributing to the world? How am I helping people? And I just felt completely out of alignment with my purpose. And um, it was just the craziest night because I went through all of these really, you know, depressing thoughts to getting all of this inspiration all in, all in one night. And I just, I had that inner knowing feeling again, just like I did when I opened um, The Secret that I was meant to help a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I had
2: no idea how. I didn't know where this path would take me, but it was in that that night that I decided I'm I'm done. I'm I'm going to figure out a way out of this job and I'm going to find my purpose and figure out how I'm going to help people in this world. And I just took those like little steps. You know, you get these little inspired steps. And I really learned to trust that, to trust myself, to trust what was coming through. Um, and one night, it was like 9 o'clock at night, and I was putting my daughter to bed. And it was the first time I had like a really clear – Just, I felt like it was like a download from the universe mm-hmm. to get on my phone and start an Instagram page on the law of attraction. And I just – it was like, boom, like do this right now. And I I just did. I got on my phone, and I, I started this page – and within a month, I had a thousand people from all over the world commenting and messaging me. And mm. I realized it was the first time ever I realized like, I'm I'm not a weirdo. There's other people out there like me that are into <laughs> this and that want to learn more about it. Like I had no idea. I was always the oddball. Like nobody really followed this kind of thing. And I realized, you know, there's there's a whole community of people that want to learn and grow and manifest. And that's how it all started. And it's just taken on a life of its own from there.
1: I have one tiny question, Tess, because I know you have a question. But <laughs> my one tiny question. I have like a 100 in my phone. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but how quickly after that night that you were like, I'm going to take these steps and I'm going to do this, did you quit your job?
2: I'm just curious. Like For me, it was about two years. Wow, now, okay. had I had the support that I needed and, and kind of known what I know now, I, it didn't have to be that long. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I couldn't bring myself to leave my job mm-hmm. because right. at the time, like I was the breadwinner for our family, you know, first of all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a great paying job. I had a company car, I had benefits. It was like the golden handcuff scenario where it it was like too good to leave. And from the outside looking in, it looked like I had it all. Like everyone would tell me, You're crazy. Like, why would you want to leave this? This is like the best job, and you're doing so well. And I had a lot of um just inner turmoil around that. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't want to give up this job that's providing for my family. But then I had this other side that was telling me, like, no, you need to. And so it finally came to. A point, I was actually listening to a podcast and she was talking about leaving your nine to five. And she was like, let me ask you this. What is the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, you go for your dreams and it doesn't work out. Couldn't you just go get another job that you hate? And that was like the light bulb went out. I was like, there's a million sales jobs just in Tampa alone, like I could totally come back to the corporate world if it doesn't Mm -hmm. work out. Like this is so, but my mind made it out to be so much bigger than it was. So that was really the nudge I needed. And I, I, I love to like ask the universe for signs. So I was like, okay, I know I want to leave. I need to know when, like, when is the perfect time? Give me a sign. I need a date. Like I'm ready to do this. And after Years and years and years of infertility. I had my first daughter and then I couldn't get pregnant again. I got pregnant.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: I knew. Like the moment I found out, I was like, I'm going to leave on maternity leave and never come back. Like this is my out. Oh Oh, my gosh. That I have goosebumps because that is so cool. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Yeah. It was, oh, it was so wonderful. I, we had tried for so many years and it was such a difficult experience to go through, but, um, It's just, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like all of that struggle, not only did it leave me, you know, to get out of this, this job that I was in, but it's like, Amelia is such a, like, she's just such a light. Like she is everyone that's around her just vibes and like, they can feel her energy. She's, she's an actress. Yes. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's perfect timing. Yeah.
0: She's amazing.
2: Yeah. That was how I ended up um, leaving. And I think if I would have just heard that advice a little bit sooner and trusted myself, I could have left a lot earlier than I did. But, you know, you don't know until you know. So. All right, guys, we are a
0: couple of tired mummers, and all we do is crave a spa day, and we deserve it. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring OSEA's signature, uplifting, all-natural
1: citrusy scent.
0: All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries
1: for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing
0: out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, a silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with
1: a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
0: It's so funny, the doubts, the self-doubt, the inner conflict, which is rife, I think, in everyone. And I know when I speak to, because I'm very passionate about manifesting, I talk about it a lot. I was talking about it to three friends last night who are at my house and I was like, Stephanie, Keith, like just go, just listen to all of her episodes <laughs> and that's what you need to do. Um, but uh, we were talking about it, and something that kept coming up from my friends was, but what about the self-doubt? What about the well, I want these things, but uh, my career doesn't really lend itself to that. And I feel like I'm not quite at that level to get the thing that I want. And they keep getting in their own way. So I would love to hear, obviously you struggled with your own doubts at the time. You were this swinging pendulum between following your heart, but also like, oh, is this really the best decision for our family? This is really scary. So how can we help people ease the fear of, of jumping into this unknown territory?
2: Yeah, I mean, it really is about trusting your intuition and learning to tune in with yourself. Like, that's that's the first thing. Um, I think that so many people are living on autopilot, you know, where we just go through the same day over and over again, and we've kind of forgotten our, our true nature and how to just listen to that feeling that we get or that that you know voice that you get that's telling you something. and even though it doesn't make logical sense, you have this knowing. Um, and society kind of has a way of of programming us to turn that off. you know I mean, when you think about um, around you know, my daughter's age around middle school, they start telling you, you know, stop, dreaming it's time to get serious it's time to start thinking about college mm-hmm. and you're taught to kind of turn that off and and mm-hmm. look to the external for answers for your life so it's it's becoming reacquainted with that learning how to tap into your intuition that's really important and then there's all sorts of tools to help you get through the doubt get through the limiting beliefs and what i tell everyone is you know, everyone you can imagine, you think about someone that you really idolize, they have doubt too. They have fear too. The only difference between them and you is they're taking action despite the fear. They're going for it anyways. Even if they know they they might fail, they might mess up, they might, you know, look stupid or whatever, they do it anyways. And um, you know, action is really like the biggest thing that can help you overcome those hurdles. Mm-hmm. But something that I discovered last year that I, I try to tell everyone about just because it's I've been seeing the results from it are um, subliminals. And I know you mentioned that earlier, Teresa, that you've been listening to them. But basically, all of these stories that we have been told, that we absorbed as a child in our subconscious, you know, it might be a feeling of not being enough, not being smart, not having enough money, money's hard to make, all of these things that we heard from our parents, teachers, friends, our environment, it's stored in our subconscious mind. And our subconscious controls our life. I mean, that is what is in charge the vast majority of the time. And the only way after age seven to reprogram the subconscious is through repetition. And so basically what I found out was working with a lot of corporations, I learned about subliminals and that a lot of companies um, since the 50s use subliminals to um, basically entice behavior or action in people. And it's really in a shady way that a lot of businesses use it because it, it sends a message to people subliminally. They don't hear it or see it, but their subconscious does, and it can cause you to want to purchase a product, for example. So I started thinking about that and thinking, how can you take this knowledge and research that we know works, but use it for good, use it to help inspire positive action Mm -hmm. in in people? And um, so basically what I, I did is I just take all these affirmations, positive affirmations, and I speed them up and loop them with meditation music. And even though you don't audibly hear it, it's kind of like a dog whistle. It's, you know, the human ear is not taking it in, but that doesn't mean it's not there. And your subconscious is picking up on all of it. And so it's getting that repetition. It's hearing in one audio affirmations hundreds and hundreds of times. And um, I have just found it to be a really good practice for overcoming those beliefs because If you're to say an affirmation out loud or write it down i think you should and i think that's a good practice but it takes a long time you'd have to like say it over and over all Mm -hmm. the time and so the subliminals just kind of speed up that process
0: this is completely different but i was going to just relate it to the entertainment industry for a second um so with auditions i found that recording my lines and then having let's say i have a massive audition Um, and playing them during my sleep quietly in the background I will wake up and I will know that back to front inside out and I've probably only done that maybe with three times with major auditions Um, but it's because someone told me about this very thing your subconscious is picking it up and then in the morning I'm like
1: oh my god I know this so well the only time I, I ever heard about like subliminal messaging was when I was a kid and my my parents, you know, would comment on how there's subliminal messaging in that little cartoon that plays before a movie comes on in the movie theater when the like popcorn and the soda and stuff are like dancing their way through and telling you to like go get some snacks from the candies bar or whatever. <laughs> and so my parents were like, oh, there's like these subliminal messages. And I was like, no, it's very blatant. Like it's telling me to like get up and go party with the popcorn in the other room. And they're like, no, there's like stuff playing in the background. And I never understood it. But I was always like, yeah, it's something that happens where like, (laughs) you know, you're hearing all these messages or something like, this is going to be delicious. You're going to love it. Go smell it. It's so yummy. (laughs) Yeah. And and then, you know, that's – and that's exactly what people have been doing, you're right, since the 50s where they're like putting these messages in for advertisement.
2: For like nefarious reasons. (laughs) Right. And it's, you know, I believe in like transparency, which, you know, I – want people to know the subliminal that they're taking in. Like you should know what the message is and these companies don't do that. And it was actually a movie theater that made subliminals so well known because they, they were doing that and they were showing how their concession sales like went through the roof with this. And fun little fact, so I used to work for a very big beverage company. I won't say the name, Um, but in our, in our marketing meetings, they would talk about, you know, how every time you see, a commercial, like at the movie theaters before it plays, you'll hear the noise of like someone drinking mm-hmm. or you'll uh, the fountain. There's some kind of, you know, sensation that you, you hear and that can actually trigger a response in your body to feel wow. thirsty. And so you're now associating this beverage with thirst. So when you're thirsty, you crave this beverage. And I remember hearing that in a meeting and thinking like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) And then thinking like, that is so shady. I can't believe we're doing that. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So yeah. But Teresa, you are spot on with listening to those at night because when you're sleeping at night, your subconscious is in full like active mode. It is taking everything from the day and processing it. Mm -hmm. So that's like prime time to listen to subliminals or listen to your lines or do any of that. Um, And, you know, the subconscious actually takes in like 200 billion bits per second where your conscious mind only takes in 2,000. So 200 billion versus 2,000, which is just shows how much of a difference there is between what your conscious mind can do and what your subconscious mind can do.
0: I would love for people who, because everyone I speak to about this, everyone's like, oh, tell me how to do it. I love it. I'm so interested in it. (laughs) Uh, that's me. That's me.
1: <laughs> that
0: would be Sarah. Um, and a few of my other really good friends, they come to me as though I'm the one with the answers, even though I don't really. I just follow my intuition. And I have read a bunch of books and I obviously listen to your podcast religiously. Um, and I've, you know, I think I read The Secret many years ago and I sort of picked it up and put it back down and I didn't end up sort of diving into this work until 2000, and. 12-ish when I, you know, called in my husband and all the very. you can actually listen to this if you join up for the app uh, with Stephanie Keith, you can listen to our interview that we did together uh, for her podcast. And I talk about lots of my experiences with manifesting um, and my career. But I guess for other people who just, this is a new concept and they want to dip their toe in, um, where do we, where does someone start? with this whole process? Where do, where do they begin? I think some people have that misconception that they can just think of a, oh my gosh, I really want that new brand new red Jeep that came out. I'll just think about it. And tomorrow it'll, it'll arrive at my doorstep. Obviously that's not how it works. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, I try to tell people too, to start small. I mean, like, obviously I didn't, I I decided to manifest a house. But I don't recommend that because if you make too big of a jump, you are you might not believe it. So you have to be in the realm of believability. So like, for example, if you have only ever made $50,000 a year, and all of a sudden you want to manifest $50 million a year, like you can, if you can believe that you can manifest it. But for for a lot of people, that's gonna to be too big of a jump. So I just tell people just start out small. Like um, I do this thing every week where uh I'll tell people to affirm that they're gonna manifest an extra thousand dollars. Cause like a thousand dollars, it's like everyone can wrap their mind around that, you know? And once you can manifest something small like that, it really does build that confidence and show you what you're capable of creating. And then you can go up from there. So, you know, the first thing is getting really clear on what you want. And that sounds so simple. It's like we all know what we want, right? But I can't tell you how many times I'm working with someone and I start asking for the details of what they want and it's all over the board. And that's because our our mind has such a hard time holding a static image. It's all over the place. One minute we want one thing and the next minute we want something else And so it's really working to figure out what exactly is it that you want. If you went and typed in, I want a new car on Google, you're going to get a ton of different results and who knows what's going to show up, right? Um, You have to get specific about the make and the model, and then you got to pick out a color. Um, you really need to have that level of clarity. So I always tell people, like, think about it as though you're ordering from the catalog of the universe, right? And you have to pick out, like, exactly what it is you want. Um, and then once you once you pick it out and you declare it, I love writing my goals down because I feel like it's really just declaring it to the universe. Like, I've made up my mind. This is what I want. It's really important to surrender, just surrender control because the problem that a lot of people make is they want something and then they try to instantly figure out – they either they either think it's going to magically appear or they go the other route and try to figure out, well, how am I going to make this happen? And your job is not to figure out how. And that's coming at it from a place of lack. Yeah. It's coming at it from a place of lack and not really believing that – Desperation. It can show up. Right. You're clinging to it. you and that feeling, that clingy feeling, that feeling of forcing it, um, of desperation, that doesn't feel good. So you start aligning with things at that vibration that don't feel good. Um, and so it's really about surrendering control and letting the universe figure out the how. So it's like, I declared what I want, and now I'm going to wait for the universe to show me how it's going to happen, Okay. So here's the other part where people get stuck is the universe will provide all of these opportunities for you and you don't act on them. And why don't you act on them? Because of what you're just talking about, Teresa. I'm I'm afraid. I have doubt. I don't think I could do it. I don't have enough experience. Right. And so you just never take the action. Mm-hmm. And it's like the universe can keep throwing opportunities right, right in your lap, like right on your phone. And if you don't Act on them, it's never going to manifest. Like you have to take that action. Mm -hmm. And almost every single time I have manifested something really life changing, it never comes in a way where it seems practical and reasonable. It usually comes in a way that seems like, well, this doesn't make sense. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand how this is going to get me this. But I just feel like I should do it. I have this, like, you know, all these signs like, yes, like this keeps showing up for me. And I keep getting all this messaging around this. And that's usually the way it manifests. It's not the way that I would have logically thought anything would play out. Mm -hmm. So it does require a lot of trust and a lot of, once again, tuning into yourself and and trusting your intuition, trusting that gut feeling, which might not make sense to your brain. It might not seem logical. And um, I know a lot of people can get hung up with that, but if you start with something small and see it play out, then it's it's a lot easier to up-level from there.
1: So since you explained that so beautifully, um, it reminded me of, um, like, things that I think I've done in my life before, I just didn't have a label for it. I didn't know that that was called manifesting, right? So. When I was a child I grew up in um a religion uh, Christianity and my dad was a pastor and so um my dad always told me like be really specific when you pray you know like you can't just like pray for you know like peace like pray specifically for like what you're what are you asking for you know in your heart and like what do you need and so I remember thinking about that as a kid and being like okay like I don't want I want to pray for like this to happen, but then like it gets confused in the universe. And so then it's like, it's happening in this other way that, you know, whatever that is. Right. So, um, there's that. And then there, then I got to a place in my life where I was like, you know, I I wasn't so heavy in that religion, but I definitely believe in uh, a higher power and God and the universe and my team of light, as I always say. Um, so, you know, there's, there's prayer in that way. And then there's, and then I got into like wishing for things. Like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna make a wish with my friends and we're going to get together for like, you know, the sisterhood of the traveling, whatever. You know, we're going to like <laughs> sit around and like drink wine. and It's a full moon. We're going to bury our wishes in the sand. So like we got into that kind of a thing with my girlfriends and we had this wishbone club and we would like say things and make – and my friends were always like, you take forever like to make a wish. And I was like, because I'm being really specific, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking specifically for – Time frame, this is what I want. And specifically, it was about a pregnancy. So I was like, I was asking for it to happen in this time frame. I wanted it to be a boy. Like I was envisioning him and all these things. And my wish came true in this time that it happened. So then when I heard about manifesting, I was like, ah, I don't know how to do it, you know. And then so many of my friends around me were like, but you're already doing it. Like, this is something that you already mm-hmm. know because you have this intuition and you've always followed it. But like, I think I'm figuring out that maybe I just never knew what I was doing, like what it was. I was just sort of like Mm -hmm. following my own gut path to, okay, this is what. So when someone is manifesting something... Do you say like I wish for this to happen? I want this to happen. Or are you saying that this is I am this or I like what is the, the language what is should very they write down? Yeah, what's the what is the language?
2: Yeah, I love I am affirmations. I always talk about it as though it's already happened or like it's in my life presently because I I feel like when you say I wish or I hope you're just always going to keep manifest manifesting. I I wish it comes and I I hope Mm. it comes. Mm. Um, So I always talk about it in the present tense. I use I am affirmations. And the other really powerful thing about this is your subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. So if you start talking as though it's already happened, your subconscious is going to literally think it's happened, so therefore, there's no reason for it to resist it. There's no reason to throw all these limiting beliefs in the way because it thinks it's already done. Mm-hmm. So I always laugh because like people would think that my husband and I are totally nuts if they came around us and we're trying to manifest because we, we'll just be like, yeah, like oh yeah, we paid the house off. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Like, look at how much money is on our account. This is so crazy. Isn't it so exciting? Yes. And we talk about it, even though it's not physically there, you know, in front of us, we talk about it like it is. And it, it happens. It just, there's no resistance. It feels fun. I did that with the house. Yeah, that's right. You know,
0: you and I were talking about our homes because I feel like I had such a similar experience as you did with our house. Yeah. And this one was like, so far out of our budget and like the realm of what we thought was possible that I decided to come to the showing for purely for manifesting purposes was because I thought one day this is the house that I want. I'm going to get really specific. This is the exact house that I want in my life one day when I can afford it. So walking around the house and the moment I walked into the house. I said we had we were not going to sell our house at all, at all. But our current house, we loved it. We weren't going to sell it. There was no way. I walked into this home and every room I pictured myself in there with my girlfriends, drinking wine, sitting by the fire. And I just had this feeling come over my body like it was already my home and I was talking to the real estate agent. I was like, this one's Bodie's room. Um, Forrest is going to have this room because it has the bath and poet and Prairie they're sharing this room and I was just talking present tense um and f- I felt like it was my home. We walked around and then later that night uh, we went home and I'll, and I was like, oh God it would just be so nice if that was ours but obviously we can never afford it And then it just was like that inspired action that you talk about I just realized that, if there was a world in which this could happen, maybe we can keep moving forward and taking all of the different actions we can take to get this home. And it wasn't like you click your fingers and you have this beautiful home. We jumped through so many hoops. We worked so hard, but I kept the vision so intact. This is our home. This is our home. This is our home. We had a buy a fallout. We had someone had to get on a plane with escrow papers, flying from Adelaide to America, sprinting through the airport to hand escrow papers over because if it didn't reach it, reach escrow by 5 p.m., we weren't going to get the house. So there were so many different things we had to do, um, but I just kept in my home, in my heart, like this is my home. This is my home, I feel it's my home. And it was something when when that happened for me, I think a lot of my friends were like, "Right. <laughs> sit down, tell us what did you do?" And honestly, they thought it was as simple as me just like wishing for a beautiful home. It's not like that. It's not it doesn't work that way. You can sit in that beautiful presence of this is this is already here, it's already happening. But then you also take the inspired action. You take those steps towards calling that thing in. And that's the part that some people, I don't think, wrap their heads around with manifesting.
2: Yeah. They're like, oh, it's a click of the fingers. Well, and Teresa, with, with you too, it's like you held the faith that it's going to manifest even when it didn't look like it was going to manifest. And that's mm-hmm. really important because the same thing happened when I manifested both both of my homes. Um whenever I'm about to manifest something big, it looks like it fell through. It looks like it's not going to happen, but you keep believing anyhow. And I, that's why like when we were talking, I was like, oh, you're totally going to manifest this because like all these different things were happening and I'm just like, yeah, no, you're going to jump through these hoops and like it's going to happen and no one's going to believe it because it's so crazy. Um, And what else is so crazy about that is you were telling me that story And that same week, um, Redfin Real Estate reached out to me and they were like, we're writing an article on how to manifest your dream home. What's your biggest (laughs) tip? And I gave them that tip. I was like, you should go walk in the dream home. And so you're telling me you did that. And I was like, this is so wild. Like we were so, you know, supposed to talk that week when we did. So in sync. I know. I know. Yeah, but it is such an important tip, like putting yourself in the scenario of what you want to manifest, because what better way to visualize and to really feel into it than to actually be right in front of it? And
0: I've also reached out to Stephanie in the past, like work stuff, where I find that I have a limiting beliefs with work. So when it comes to my life and my children and my family and all that sort of stuff, I feel like I can sit in these places and I can call cool things in and then when it comes to work I notice in myself I have these limiting beliefs like well if I was just at a different level then I could manifest this amazing opportunity or well, I want to manifest that thing but I like I, am I really like I is that do I have the worth? Like, am I good enough? Like, really? Do I deserve that? Am I deserving? So it's so funny. I actually reached out to Stephanie a number of weeks ago um, saying like, oh, I have this decision to make and I just, I really don't know. I'm, I just, am so afraid that other opportunities won't come my way. And, um, and you were so beautiful and how you helped show up for me and say, like, you're having your, your doubts like don't forget who you are and what you've done and it was just so beautiful um your perspective and your way but even someone like me and I'm sure you do too I run up against these blockages all the time um and it's just in this specific area of my life so um you know I'm not perfect at doing it and I'm, I think it's funny when my friends come to me like how do you do it I'm like wait I also have some major, um, things that I have to unpack in order to really, um, unleash a whole new area of things that we can tap into and Sarah and I had a reading actually um, with one of our guests and she was like for both of you girls 2023 that's your manifest year you're gonna <laughs> plant the seeds this year that's your year of eight you are everything that you plant comes in so I said to Sarah oh it's actually really great that we're talking with you because this is supposed to be our year to plant the seeds and I want our listeners to think about planting the seeds.
1: Um, and so thank you. I love all of this advice. I was like, I need a crash
2: course, uh, quickly because I'm hearing that I'm supposed to know how to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I was like planning the seeds for my business last year. And then this year, like so many things that really did manifest. I was like, 2022 is going to be my year. Like all this stuff's going to happen. And a lot of what I wrote last year in my journal is coming true things that I wrote this week are coming true. One of them was I'm going to be invited on a celebrity podcast. And then oh you like God. messaged me and I was like, I just wrote that down. Like, it just <laughs> happened. I just no. wrote it. Wow. Wild. But it's so funny, Teresa, because when you messaged me about, you know, your decision you were making and I could tell you were having all these doubts, I'm like, you're Teresa Palmer. Like, what? You have doubts? Like, no, do not settle. Do not settle. Like you can have it. And it's just, it is nice though, to hear that everyone has, has these doubts and fears. Like it's, it's so normal. It's such a part of just the human experience and you don't have to beat yourself up over it. You just know, like I can take this action and I can try and move forward. And worst case scenario, if I fail, it's not the end of the world, you know I mean that's that's something that I think can really be helpful in manifestation if you just become a little more comfortable with the the idea and the possibility of failing and that failing is not the end of the world like you fail and you dust yourself off and you get back up and you try again and it's mm-hmm. no big deal. Um, so I think our minds make it out to be like, way bigger than what it, what it actually is.
1: Can I ask a, a question that's kind of silly? Um, so when, so like you're having this conversation with your husband and I'm doing this for anybody else who's like me, where sometimes you start to do these things where you're, you're using the, I am, or like, I am doing this, or this is, I am, I am living in this beautiful home, like what Therese is talking about. So that moment when you start to feel kind of silly, as you're doing it because you're like, well, it's not actually real. And like you have Mm -hmm. like the other part of you that's saying like, okay, this is silly. And you sound like a nutcase because you told me or you were saying just a few minutes ago that you were like, if anybody was around, they would be like, whoa, they're they're (laughs) cuckoo bananas. I know we are. We're totally crazy. So two questions is one, what do you do when you start feeling that? And two, like when you get to the sort of end of that conversation with your husband, you guys go, "Okay, back to real life now," or uh, like, how do you transition out of it? <laughs> Tell me. We
2: don't. We live in a total <laughs> fantasy reality all the time. <laughs> no, you know what? It, it it does, especially when you first start doing it. It does feel silly. And back, you know, when we were manifesting our dream home, like I said, like I'm, I was totally. I, I don't know why I've just always had a really big imagination and I just felt like anything's possible. And I'm, I'm going to like pretend to play like I'm a kid and I didn't really care, but my husband, I mean, he thought I was crazy. He's like, right. this is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you talking about? We can't even pay the bills this month and you want to go move into like the best school district in the state. And, you know, so that's when I just had to like tell him, Hey, like this is really important to me. I know you think I'm crazy and that's okay, but I need you to just play along and let's just have fun with it. Like, who cares? No one's listening. No one's, you know, you don't have to go and tell all your coworkers that I'm making you do this (laughs) and just play along. And so, you know, he gets it now, like that, you know, I, I just kind of need that support. And sometimes we, it does feel a little silly or weird, but that's, that just means you need to do it more. Um, and one of the things we love to do, and this is like such a good tip, is if you're trying to up-level your life, just in general, I say like once a quarter, we try to do this. It's kind of hard with the kids, but the two of us will just go and we'll get like the nicest hotel room and like the nicest resort that we could possibly find, even if it's for one night. And we'll just kind of like be in that environment and that scenario. And then we'll just talk about, all right, what do we want to manifest this year? How much money do we want to make? What do we want to call in? And when you put yourself in that environment that feels like the next level, it feels very luxurious compared to your normal life. And you start planning your goals. I mean, mountains will move for it to happen. It's you just get this vibe and this feeling. And it's like, things just manifest on a whole other level. So I really recommend like maybe doing that with your husband if it's like weird being at home and you've got the kids crying and you're trying to like, you know, just put yourself in a really cool environment, have some wine, like relax, and then just like have fun with it. And who cares if you sound stupid? (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
0: Actually, my husband, I was asking Mark, I was like, because he is so funny. He's uh, very open to these sorts of things. Um, but I, I remember like two years ago, I was like, you're blocking my manifesting. I was like, stop blocking it. Because every time I'm talking about like abundance, abundance, you know, love abundance, health abundance, financial abundance, you know, being able to buy homes for everyone we love. I have this dream and I write about it in uh, my manifest. So I do a journal. I try and do a journal every night my manifest journal, mm-hmm. but one of my massive dreams is I have bought I have paid off everyone's mortgage like in my life. Everyone I loves mortgage has been paid off and then that way they're choosing their own homes and but they also just have an asset. They have an asset there. It's not like I'm buying homes for them. They choose the home they want. I get to pay off their mortgage. So this has always been since I was a little girl, I, was like, I just want that. I just want that to happen. And so I was talking to Mark a couple of years ago about like, oh, financial abundance. And I can't wait to be able to do this for our friends. And I have this charity I want to start for women who are going through infertility. And um, he, I know that he had some blockage surrounding finances because of where he was brought up. And there were times where like, money was negative, like big corporations, negative, like big pharma, government, negative. So there was a lot that I think he had to unpack with finances. And I wanted to ask that question. What if you are so like in your light, you're trying to vibe, you're trying to bring all this stuff in. What if you have someone, a significant other, or just someone that you see all the time they don't believe in it or that you can feel that their energy is affecting your manifesting. Does that, does that happen? Does that matter? Do you have to create a sacred space? Please tell us.
2: Yeah. So that is actually a very similar experience to what Dustin and I have gone through. Um, So we're great at manifesting like the home we want to live in and, you know, things involving our kids and our family life. But we were completely out of alignment um, through most of our marriage around the career side of things because, you know, he was kind of, you know, raised, I think it's just part of our society that like the man should provide for the family. And I was always, you know, making more money than him. And then when I started getting my business going, um, he could get really negative about it. And it would kind of mess with my mindset and my vibe. And um, we had, we had this like really big fight about it. And I was just like, we've got to figure this out because um, my, this business and what I'm doing, it's part of my life. Like I'm not doing this because I want to be rich. I'm just doing this because it's my calling. Like this is my purpose in life. And I, I, I want to do it. It's really important to me. And when you're not on board with that, it breaks my heart. Like it's how, how am I ever supposed to be successful with that? And I'm going to this level and I want you to come with me. So like, are you coming with me or not? And it was kind of this like heart to heart. And then he, you know, in talking it through, and when we actually talked about it, it was a lot of, um, beliefs that he had, you know, from growing up that mm-hmm. he, you know, feels like he's failing in some way because he should be the one, you know, making money and providing for the family. And he grew up in in poverty in the projects. And so, you know, some of these um, conversations around some of this stuff, it brought up a lot of that like childhood trauma that had just never been healed, you know, and unpacked. Yes. Yeah. And what's really interesting, I mean, I know there's so many tools to overcome limiting beliefs, um, but even just bringing awareness to them can be so incredibly powerful because once you have awareness of them, you start to notice, you start to have a conscious awareness every time it comes up and then you can choose differently. And so, you know, we kind of had this, this huge fight and this heart to heart, and it's like, this is what I need from you. And, you know, you're either going to be able to help with that or not. And we need to, like, figure this out and make a decision. And um, so he, you know, he made the decision that he was going to be more supportive. and, um, And now, like, he will catch himself, I feel like, if things come up. And not that everything's perfect. But I feel like, you know, especially in marriage, like, you have to be on the same page. And the way I explained it to him is, like, you are my partner in life for the rest of my life. And we need to be aligned because we're, I'm not manifesting for me. I'm manifesting for our family, for us, for our children. Like I want our children to have the best future imaginable. And that's what we need to manifest together. And if you're, you know, resisting that, how are we ever going to get there? And I think that that kind of helped him understand just how important it wasn't just about my career. Like this is about our life together as a family. Um, and I love that, Teresa, that you want to pay off everyone's mortgages. Like my my dream was always to buy my mom like her dream house one day. So that's so inspiring. I love it.
0: Yeah.
2: You and I, there are we have so there
0: are so many parallels in our life journey. But I'm from Australia, obviously. I'm like in Australia doing so many of the similar things that you were doing. Um, I think we've had quite uh you know these parallel stories and in even with your husband and my husband and where he grew up and he grew up in poverty he grew up um in you know the badlands in Philadelphia and so he's had lots of real just a colorful upbringing and um but it's so beautiful because I've I too have had similar conversations with him and you know his relationship to all of this stuff has really evolved and to watch him like step into his lie and I can just see those barriers have been broken down now and he just manifested he just manifested the most incredible thing which was um, getting his film financed and the person who is financing oh, wow. his film he wrote her name um, she's a quite a famous singer he, she wrote uh, he wrote her name down on a pinboard three years ago and stuck it up on the pin board. and I always would at my Australian wow. house I'd see her name there and um you know we've had a relationship with her for a while a friendship and then um it all just had he's just like now's the right time he got the download from the universe like two weeks ago he went to her with the script she she said I believe in you yes and just it all happened. And we, we were just like crying. Whoa. We're so excited. Um, but I've been like looking at that name for the last few years, being like, why is her name yeah. up on the pinboard? Like, what's the what's the work collaboration going to look like here? Um, so I love that he's really evolved into a place of, of true belief. Um, and it's just divine. He actually wanted me to ask you something. And I think it's one of the reasons why I came on your show, but I was a little bit tentative at the start because I was nervous to publicly share my my relationship with manifesting. And I know other people in the entertainment industry, I've listened to their stories and um, people more now so than ever are being more open with their journey with manifesting, and um, some people call it praying. Um, I know my mum, she talks about praying for things, and it comes true. And I always just have the belief that it's the same source, it's the same higher being, the energy, the consciousness. Like we're all praying and believing in the same thing that's outside of ourselves. Uh, it's within us, but it's also outside of us and around. And I believe it's in nature and the universe and all those things. Um, Mark uh, wanted to know, where do you think the backlash comes from when where, when people are openly talking about manifesting? And I call it the eye roll syndrome, where in Australia we have the tall poppy syndrome, where someone's like growing up nice and tall and they're excited and, you know, they've got their careers going well and, you know, they're enjoying their life. We have this tendency to like cut people down. So- We call it the tall poppy syndrome. And I also find that when people talk about manifesting, there's that tendency to sort of pull the rug out from under their feet and cut them down. And um, there's a, a controversy or a negativity surrounding manifesting, which I find really unfortunate because we live in a society where it is not okay to... Even if you don't have the same belief as someone, like my mom's Catholic, I don't believe all the same things that she believes, but I support and love and I absolutely create the space for her to feel like she can go to church whenever she wants to when she's with us and I want to uplift her and celebrate her beliefs. And manifesting, it's also a belief system too, yet people feel that they can undermine it and attack it um yet they wouldn't do that to someone's religious beliefs which i always find really strange if you wouldn't mind speaking to that for a moment and then i think after that you can just give us a breakdown of all the like simple tips to start the manifesting journey
2: yeah absolutely well i think there's a couple of things with that i think number 1 when people try to cut you down um you know if it's someone that you know, I think it says a lot more about them, you know, it's their uh, fears and insecurities and limiting beliefs that are coming to the surface. So it it can make people uncomfortable when they see you, you know, on this um, uphill slope, and then they're struggling, and they're not at the same pace. So I think some of it comes from that. Um, But I think also, you know, there's the issue of, okay, like, if we are creating our reality we're co-creating our re- reality then what about you know all of these people that are suffering and you know we've had this conversation before um with with some girls in the book club because they were saying like you know one one billionaire could like end world hunger and like this isn't fair and i was like yeah but this is why it's so important for you to understand how to manifest because you can manifest that. Like you could be the difference. And if we are up leveling and we're living our best life and we're manifesting things that is going to inspire people a lot more than keeping ourselves small. So there's always going to be people that try to cut you down. Unfortunately, like it really has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with whatever their inner turmoil is. But if you stay small to make other people comfortable that's not what the world needs. Like the world needs someone like you, that's going to go and pay off mortgages and like someone that's going to donate to charities and start nonprofits. Like we, we need more good people to become really comfortable with manifesting with abundance because yeah, there are like, there aren't that many right now that you can think of that are making big changes in the world. And that's why, you know, we have to be that change and And not keep ourselves small, like manifest as much financial success, as much success as possible so that you can have a positive impact on the world and you can inspire, you know, other people. And I always think like I remember um, when I was a kid, I remember Oprah was saying that by, you know, being born um, as a female in the United States, like that is such a gift. And to be so like you were one of the most lucky people in the world and I still think about that, you know, to this day. And I think, well, maybe there is a girl who is in Ukraine right now or somewhere where she's dealing with, like, very unfortunate circumstances. And maybe by listening to me, she'll be inspired. And, like, maybe that will be the light that she needs to make a, a change as she grows older. Maybe it will give her hope. Um, rather than like dimming yourself down and and staying small to try to make everyone comfortable, like try to be the light and try to inspire people. And if anyone has an issue with it, then they just have some inner inner turmoil and trauma that they need to heal through. But that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, keep moving forward. I hope that made sense and answered the question for him. So lovely. Yes. Thank you. And then
0: I think probably, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, I think something that listeners might want to know is, all right, where do I start? Vision board? Do I do... Because we talk about vision boards a lot. Is that something people have to do if you're a visual person? Does that help? Or is it a journal? Or do you record yourself
2: or say it out loud? Could you just give us some tips? Yeah. So I think that it's different for everyone. And it's not... I think a lot of people look at vision boards and think like, "Well, I have to have a vision board in order to manifest." Um, a vision board and journaling—they're all just tools that help you clarify your goals. So, vision—the whole purpose of a vision board is to help you make up your mind and declare what you want. So, if you're the type of person that has a really hard time visually visualizing what you want, then maybe it is good to like put some pictures up on a board to help you get really clear. Um, some people love writing and that's a, a great way for them to kind of put what's in their mind on paper and, and get really clear. So they're all just tools and you just just pick one that works for you and try not to do everything all at once because I think that um, that's where it gets really sort of confusing is when you try to do everything and turn it into this big process and then it's like overwhelming Just pick one thing that feels right to you and use that. And um, there's no right or wrong way. So you just have to trust yourself and how you feel and let your feelings be that guidance to lead you towards a path that feels right. And if it doesn't feel right, then try something else. And would this be a daily practice? Yeah, I think manifestation should definitely be a daily practice. Um, I'm glad that you
1: said that because... um... Because when I was listening to you guys, I was like, okay, I need a pen board. I need a journal. Okay, I need to start writing a 1,000 notes in my phone. But, like, I do um, – like, I want to know, does it have to be a daily practice? Is this a weekly practice? Are we, like – is this something that we go to bed with every night? We wake up with every morning with our coffee? like, um, Or is it just, like, what you're saying that you're following your – intuition and your um, like you know do you do you follow your own thing like sometimes I kind of need a guide like a, a guideline
2: yeah so I always say like your feelings are your inner GPS so trust what feels good and the problem is like now that manifestation has become such a trendy topic I feel like as human beings we try to complicate it you know and and yes. it becomes this process where you like a to-do list that ends up feeling more like a chore than inspiring you, right? So you want to feel inspired. So I mean, I'll just give you an idea of like what I do. Um, so I'm I'm a big writer. I love writing. And every morning um I'll listen to my subliminals in the background and I'll just like write out my goals. And I'll write out how I want the day to go. I'll I'll write out um if I'm feeling a limiting belief come up that week. I might write out some affirmations and say them out loud. Um, And that feels really good to me. That feels like I end up at the end of that practice. I feel like really energized and like, yeah, like today's going to be such a good day. And like, that's what you want. You want it to raise your vibration because you're going to manifest what you're in a vibrational alignment with. And so if you're doing something and it feels like a chore and it feels like hard work and you're just like, ugh, you're going to manifest things at that vibration. So try to pick practices that work for you. Maybe you love meditating. Maybe you love walking outside in nature. Maybe you love vision boards or you love journaling. Like find whatever feels good to you and whatever leaves you feeling really inspired and do that. And as far as the first question about making it a daily practice is, as we said earlier, like repetition is key. And you want your subconscious to become so comfortable with your goals that it just thinks this is your reality. It's going to mark this as important. And whenever opportunities come up in your environment, the subconscious is going to show them to your conscious mind. And it does that through repetition. So if you can do something every day to keep your goals front and center, that would be ideal. Amazing.
0: Oh, you are such a breath of fresh air. I have to say, I love listening to you. Oh, and thank you. You were the person that really got me through that uh, I was on my own with my newborn baby. She was three days old. She was my fourth baby, Prairie. And my husband had to leave to go and work. And you, like, carried me through that postpartum time. Every night I had my ritual. I would lie in bed. I had my... (laughs) I had my salt candle on, my salt lamp on, I should say. Um, I would drink my Lovewell and I would snuggle with my baby and I would press play on your podcast and I would just listen to you. And I, ha- I actually was swapping out, which is funny, I'm really into true crime podcasts. I was swapping all my true crime podcasts out for your podcast because I, well, I couldn't sit in the energy of those stories and what I was listening to, I had this brand new, innocent, darling little baby that I was taking care of. And I was like, oof, all that other stuff feels really heavy. Like, I just want to listen to Stephanie (laughs) Keith.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad that helped you.
0: Yeah, it was so great. You can find the divine Stephanie Keith at Law of Attraction Tribe on Instagram and on Twitter and any social media. That is where you find her. The podcast is called The Law of Attraction Tribe Podcast. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, and a book. She has a beautiful book can you just quickly tell us about your book? Um, I just received my
2: copy and it's divine. It looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's called Trust the Universe. And Sarah, that's a great one too for starting out. I tried to basically like simplify the process of manifestation. And it's one of those books where um, it's kind of like a guidebook. So you can just open it to whatever section you're needing help with and it'll guide you through some Mm -hmm. of that inner work that needs to happen in order for you to manifest. Oh, I love that. And you can get that wherever books are sold. Amazing. Okay. I'm ordering your book and the app and
1: the app (laughs) and all the things and my pin board. Um, You guys, this was so wonderful. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on our show You guys have been listening to Stephanie Keith and this is The Mother Days and um, you can follow along with The Mother Days available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This was fantastic.
2: Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me on. I really had fun with you guys. Oh my
0: goodness. Stephanie,
2: that was my thing.